0: You're listening to The Frugal Spender Podcast, where we have conversations about the one thing you've always been told not to talk about, personal finance. Hey guys, and welcome back to The Frugal Spender Podcast. We are up to episode 21, would you believe it? And interestingly, 99% of podcasts do not get to the 21st episode, which is pretty crazy. So I'm very glad I stuck with it. And I hope you get as much out of it as I do creating the podcasts. So today's episode is all about automation and how you can utilize automation to increase both your savings and or your investments. Firstly, you need to set a goal. If you are somebody that is looking to get started with either saving or investing, or even if you're already on that journey, it's good to set goals for your financial future. Financial goals are subjective and should not be compared to other people's. You need to fight that urge. And this is one that I come across quite often. People often are sold this narrative that you should save and invest your entire life, usually in a pension. And then when you reach the age of retirement, which is normally set by the government or your company, You will then get to enjoy the fruits of your labour and this is just what everybody does, this is just how things are done. Deviating from this makes you weird. But this really doesn't need to be the case. However, it does require a certain mindset shift and an extreme example of this would be the FIRE community or the Financial Independence Retire Early community. Now this community is heavily US based but there are many advocates in the UK too. But to simplify the idea, You can essentially retire much earlier than society deems appropriate, normally 60, 65, somewhere around there, even as young as 30. But how, I hear you ask. Well, it's all down to the numbers. What they do is figure out a yearly salary that they think that they could live on in the future, then multiply that by a certain number of years, often 20 or 30 years, depending on which sort of fire community you uh, align with. You then arrive at a sum of money that is likely to last your lifetime and provide you an income. With the option of whether you want to work or not this is just essentially retirement but move forward to a number that suits you now this is generally viewed as quite an extreme method because to accumulate the large sums of money that you're going to need from a couple of hundred thousand to million or millions even in a relatively short period of time not only do you need to be earning a fair bit of money but you also need to be investing a large percentage of what is incoming and this often means for that for people who go on this fire journey, until they reach that goal, they live a somewhat simple and often very frugal lifestyle without many holidays or nice cars or nice houses in the hopes that in the future, their life is going to be more sustainable to what they believe in. Now, whether you think that is something that you want to do or not, I think the idea is right. By setting a target sum of money, you're able to work backwards and establish what it is that you need to put away each month by investing and saving. And this lets you know that you're on track and will also keep you motivated along the process. So, practically then, you're going to need to sit down and work out what you want for your future self. Do you want a salary of £30,000 a year from age 50 up until age 80? Because because you need to take into consideration that as you get older, you're going to spend less money. These are just all factors that you should at least consider when you're working out how much money you want to accrue in the future. Well in that scenario, you're going to need to accrue at least £900,000 to be invested, which is likely to give you this income of £30,000 a year, potentially even more if it remains invested after age 50 and could potentially get you better returns, and then you could have more to live on. You just need to remember that this is just as much a values question as it is a numbers equation. What does retirement look like potentially for you? Do you want to go on multiple holidays? Do you want a new car every three years? Do you have an idea of the sort of lifestyle that you want? Because some people want a more lavish lifestyle and some people just want a more simple lifestyle. Doing a hobby potentially that you enjoy doing, having the option of not having to work or potentially you just want to do a hobby that you like and get paid for it too. Don't get me wrong. Over time, your idea is going to change of what retirement is likely the closer you get to it. But the more money that you have set aside will give you more and more options. So get an idea in your head and write a number down, but think it through. Okay, so now that you have a goal, you're gonna need to start automating your finances. You want to do this because automation takes away the pain and friction of having to move money around yourself. You make a decision once and it continues to happen with minimal to no effort. Think about why you are required to set up a direct debit for your bills, your mortgage, or your subscriptions. They want guaranteed money to enter their accounts every single month because they cannot rely on everybody manually transferring money into their accounts each month. This is the power of automation. So don't just utilise the idea for paying other companies, do it for yourself. This works for short-term saving as well as long-term investing. Using sinking funds, which are just separate pots of money for known expenses, which allows you to prepare for events such as Christmas, car insurance, MOT, servicing, holidays... Everything that you know is going to be happening within the year two or three years, but regardless of the time frame, the method is the same. You work out how much you need and work backwards. If 500 pounds is how much you're prepared to spend next Christmas, divide 500 pounds by the number of months left until next December and set up a standing order into a separate account or into different spaces or pots if you're using banks like Starling or Monzo and I know I bang on about these banks all the time, but if you haven't looked into them, you really need to. They make managing your money so much easier than the old school high street banks ever did or ever will. Automating your finances also allows you to leverage the compound effect. Consistent payments add up over time. And it isn't really about how much you earn, it's about what you do with the money that you do earn. And to give you an example of how compounding works, I'll give you a scenario. So I will offer you £3 million right this second. Take it. It's yours. You can just walk away right this second. Or instead, I'm going to give you one penny today and then I'm going to double the amount I give you each day for 31 days. So, 1p today, 2p tomorrow, 4p the next day and so on for 31 days. Think about it. Which one would you take? Well, If you went for the 3 million, you have sold yourself short by more than 7 million pounds because after 31 days, you would have accrued over 10 million in total. I'm sure that you've seen the graphs that will show you the power of compounding over time that gives you exponential growth. What is needed is time. You will see in these graphs that towards the end, the lines on the graph just go almost vertical. But as humans, we're not great at looking that far forward, especially if the situation we are currently in isn't ideal. We are inclined to consider and focus on what is important. This is what Maslow's hierarchy of needs is all about. If you're terrified about paying off your heating bill next month, the last thing you're thinking about is investing for the next 50 years for your retirement. And truthfully, this is something I can quite heavily relate to. When I was in debt, my time frame was in days and months. I was genuinely worried about whether I could actually afford to pay their minimum payments on my credit cards, as well as whether I'll have enough money in the bank to just put petrol on my car to get to work. Now, as soon as I paid off my debt and had an emergency fund, my time horizon extended drastically allowing me to plan more effectively for mine and my family's future financially. For me, what really kept me motivated was playing around with a compound interest calculator. Just search for one on Google. Get excited about how much money you could potentially accrue over time and adjust the amounts that you can save, what you can afford and what you can't afford. You need to have a rough idea of what is actually achievable in the future if you could potentially earn more money. So the biggest tip that I could give you for automation other than setting up a standing order or direct debit into your savings or investment account is to pay yourself first. This is the idea that you shouldn't wait until you pay all your bills and see what's left over afterwards before you consider putting any money away for yourself. This should be the first thing you do and by doing a budget before the month begins you should know exactly how much money is coming in and exactly where it's going so set up your money to leave your current account the day after you get paid that way there's no temptation at all to spend any excess money whether it's intentional or not you're gonna to need to review the amount that you put away regularly too because over time generally we tend to earn more money so the percentage you put away will decrease versus what you earn if you don't make a change increase your savings and investments when your income increases. Another great way that helps me automate money into my savings is by using the roundup feature that pretty much all banks now offer. Every time you make a purchase, you can set your account up so that it rounds up the amount up to the nearest pound or five pounds or ten pounds, whatever it is that you set it at, to be directed straight into a savings pot. This is a great way to stash money away without consciously actually doing anything. In fact, you're actually making it so that there's more friction to turn the setting off rather than just ignore it like most of us would. Playing little tricks on yourself like this are a great way to automate your finances for the better. The flip side here would be things like subscriptions where we all convince ourselves that we're going to cancel it. And then two or three months later, we see the money leave our bank and we just get annoyed ourselves as to why we've not canceled it. And then we just forget to cancel it again. And again, that's friction. Companies like that really make it difficult for you to actually cancel your subscription. If you've tried to do it, when you go to cancel them, there's about four or five steps before you get to the point where you can actually cancel it. They're just trying to create as much friction as possible. So you can do that with your own finances too. make it difficult for you to stop yourself from saving or investing. You need to remember that so much of money and personal finances, saving and investing is all about emotion. We tend to be impulsive and make poor decisions in the heat of the moment. For example I know how easy it is to dip into your savings on a night out. When your money is dipping usually influenced by other people or potentially alcohol you may transfer more money into your current account from your savings account to buy the next round or do whatever it is you do on your nights out. By making access difficult for example moving it into an investment or a different bank account that you don't take a card out with you it's going to be much less likely that you're going to dip into your savings. By making these decisions beforehand to make our savings and investments less accessible and creating as much automation as possible, you are way more likely to build wealth over time. Go away, think about how much money you want in the future, work backwards and establish how much money you need to save and invest to get there. Set up automatic payments into these accounts and do your best to forget about it, but set reminders in your calendar to review what you're doing and make sure you're staying on track. Remember, time and compound interest are your friend guys thank you so much for listening once again and as always if you have any questions for me or anything you want me to cover on the podcast send me an email at brian at frugalspender.co.uk or just reach out to me on social media and if you're feeling particularly generous please head over and give me a review on whatever platform you listen to me on it really helps the podcast reach more people until next time peace